Welcome Gamerholics to the second episode of Save and Continue. We're kicking things off this month with some huge news in terms of gaming announcements. The Sony meeting and the announcement of the PlayStation 4. Now I stayed up late to watch this and I have to admit I was impressed by footage of future titles including a few of the exclusives, particularly Killzone and Drive Club. But very much is still a mystery as the console itself was never shown, nor were such features like a dashboard. As you all know, I see it as we're all gamers, regardless of our preference of console or PC. However, my personal preference lies with the Xbox, so I draw from the PlayStation announcement huge expectations for the next console. If Drive Club is setting a new standard, which based upon the footage it seemed to be, then I cannot wait to see what Turn 10 produced with the next instalment of the Forza series. Not to mention next gen titles such as Halo and Gears of War. Come on Microsoft, give me some ammunition to argue back against these PlayStation friends. One thing I think we can all agree on though is that Watch Dogs looks fantastic. Hopefully a launch title for both next gen consoles. And I'm calling it now, when this one drops it's going to be game of the year. Big Smoke told me that rumours have already begun about the next Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed. Which isn't surprising but what will be done to keep such instalments fresh? The final thing that I'm going to add about all this next generation talk, I've heard that the next Xbox is set to have Skype replacing party chat. This will be interesting to see how it pans out, if the party sizes will increase, if there will be any extra options whilst in a party, and how this will affect those who continue to remain on the 360. I guess these are questions we can hope to be addressed at E3 this year. Moving on from talk of the next generation, but not entirely. I would love to see the use of a USB keyboard or mouse combination, even if it's specifically designed for the console and won't be interchangeable from PC to console. I'm a big fan of games such as The Sims, SimCity and Command and Conquer. I would love to see a real port of these games hit consoles, as attempts using a controller never quite feel the same. Although it has to be said, Halo Wars is probably the best of the console breed. Games I've been playing this month. Rainbow Six Vegas 2. I cannot believe how strong the community is still for this title. In its time it was such a great game. I've recently been drawn back to playing this as I'm determined to finish the campaign on realistic settings. I've always seemed to get joined into a few games of Terrorist Hunt though whenever I play Vegas 2. The online itself is near perfect with the spawn system and map layouts. Probably the biggest factor this game has over other first person shooters is that the campaign is fully cooperative. More games need this, it's a brilliant experience. If developers are wondering how to improve single player, then this is how. Crisis 3 Let me start right now by saying I've never been a big fan of the Crisis series. I've never played the original title and Crisis 2 was given to me by a friend. I have played it but I just never got into the swing of things. Always felt that the story was good, so were the graphics but it just lacked something to sustain my attention. Crisis 3 on the other hand, I was convinced about this purchase right after I played the multiplayer online beta, for which the video can be found on my YouTube channel. Crisis 3 campaign mode is worth every penny. It's been a long time since I've really enjoyed a good single player campaign in a first person shooter. The level design itself is wonderful, each level is crafted beautifully and really does feel like some amount of effort and care has been taken. The graphics are really what we have come to expect from the Crisis series. It also has to be said, I played through this wearing 3D glasses. While it appeared better than most titles with this feature, Gears of War 3 still appears as a benchmark for 3D gaming, in my opinion. 
I'm no stranger to a first-person shooter, so I decided to play through on Veteran, as I'm not that familiar with Crisis. I was disappointed to realise that I managed to finish this game after just six hours of play. That said, I did tend to rush through a little in time for the new Tomb Raider release. The story though is fantastic and it's got me wanting to play the previous versions just to unravel more. The weapons and enemies are also really appealing, although you'll probably rely heavily upon the bow and arrow and the occasional jaw when needed. Again, as I've said already, I'm really hoping developers start to include co-op campaign as standard. The best example of this I can think of recently is none other than Halo 4. But that aside, you've always got the multiplayer to jump into, which I'm still yet to do. Other games I've been playing. Race Driver Grid. This game is a classic. We could hardly turn it down when we realised it become part of the games on demand cell. The Destruction Derby mode alone is an endless amount of fun. When this game was still a new release, we all hoped that the DLC would include more Destruction Derby mayhem, but sadly, this wasn't the case. Rumours have suggested that the mode will be removed in the next instalment, and for me, that could be a deal breaker. You can pick up this title fairly cheap in a physical form, or if you're lucky enough to catch the games on demand sale, I recommend you all take the plunge. The online community for this game is still massive, and to back up my statement about the Destruction Derby, nearly every rank match I joined voted for this game type. Bottom line here, if you're onto a good thing, Codemasters, don't change it dramatically. Now, to switch over to the PC, Guild Wars 2. I would love to spend some more time with this game. In fact, if I'm honest, I would love to see an MMO for the consoles. Yes, I know we have Fantasy Star, but come on, we already subscribe to Xbox Live Gold and we don't want to pay another subscription just for an MMO. That's exactly what Guild Wars 2 has accomplished. There is only one fee and that's for the initial purchase of the game. Genius. Surely, we would all love to see such a game on the next-gen consoles. Xbox fans, this is the point where we all demand the Fable MMO. Who knows, maybe they could even take advantage of that keyboard and mouse combo that I suggested earlier. I've also been playing Sims 3. What more can I really say about this game? It's one of those titles that as long as you have an imagination, then the possibilities are somewhat endless. I'm often lost in my own world when playing this and time just seems to escape me completely after a lengthy session. You can also expect a discussion about a new Tomb Raider on the next episode. Unfortunately, that means it's time to wrap things up here. I was hoping this month to have Cheesy as my special guest and he was going to talk to you all about Borderlands 2. I can't think of a better person as I know this game has consumed most of his time since its release. Hopefully, I'll manage to convince him to do it as soon as I can and when he's feeling a little better. You can possibly expect episode 2.5 this month, which will be a Cheesy add-on. If not, then fingers crossed he gives in for episode 3. So that's all for now. I really hope you enjoyed the show and would like to thank you all for taking the time out to listen in. Be sure to let me know what you think, drop me a mention on Twitter and check back next month for the new episode of Save and Continue. Gamers, game on. Mm -hmm.